Record better audio anywhere with Motive Digital Microphones from Shure. Easy-to-use options like the MV88 plug directly into your phone or computer and include a free app. Create studio-quality sound for podcasts, music, and videos. Visit Shure.com to learn more. Blog Talk Radio. We are the champions, 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 we are the champ
afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Our Own Voices Live. And when I say live, it's going to be live on here today. We have a dynamic speaker that's going to join us in a couple of minutes, the one and only, may I say, the indomitable sister, woman, wife, legislator, Ohio State Senator Nina Turner is on Our Own Voices Live today. And I'm telling you, she was at the gathering yesterday, and they told me that she was going to bring the heat. But let me tell you, it was on fire in there yesterday. (laughs) It was TC's rear crib that was hosted us, and normally it might get a little smoky, but, yeah, the smoke was billowing out because Senator Turner turned it out. It was really a remarkable experience to listen to her, to meet her, uh, to meet uh, the wonderful gentleman that was escorting her, had a short conversation with him, but powerful and can hardly wait to finish that. But everyone, let me tell you that Ohio State Senator Nina Turner, that woman, she put it down, and she's serious. And may I add, and I know Angela don't like me doing this, but a striking <laughs> young woman. Uh, it was just such a pleasant experience to have someone like that come and spend time with us at the gathering, enjoy our city, take in a little bit of our fare at one of, well, actually what the best soul food restaurant, according to, to a survey, in not only the city but the state. Uh, before we bring her on, though, so I just wanted to kind of wet you all, wet your whistle, get yourself something to drink. Matter of fact, put extra ice in it because you're going to need it. That's how much heat she's going to bring. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live is a radio show featuring people and stories from our community in Las Vegas, the surrounding area, and someplace near you. America is the greatest country on earth due to its cultural diversity and not in spite of it. Our mission is to help bridge the cultural and ethnic divide in America by working together to build the greatest bridge in history to unite us. One of the ways we do it is with shows like Our Own Voices Live. Of course, you can find us on Facebook at Our Own Voices Live. We're on Twitter, Our Own Voices. We're on YouTube, Our Own Voices. As a matter of fact, if it's social media, you could probably type in Our Own Voices and you can find this. Our Own Voices Live is based off of Our Own Voices, the print and digital magazine that focuses on the various cultures that make up this place we call America. We, After all, we have all come from someplace else, but we do call ourselves Americans, even if it has a hyphen. But what do we know about one another and May I ask you, what do you know about yourself, your own history and culture? So we're going to bring that today. As we're ending the month of January and the first month of the new year, we recently had the uh, candlelight vigil for the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., and that always pumps me up, listening to his speeches, trying to find something new in it. But he talked about political empowerment. He talked about it in an active voice, meaning that we need to be active as Americans and particularly the African-American community. And we'll get into some of that a little bit later with 
how important the African-American vote always has been, really, but even more so this year. I was actually on a Facebook page, and they asked the question, is it too late for black people? Is it too late for black people? And I would say, no, it's not. But it is at 11 p.m. It is the 11th hour. And our future really is hanging on who we vote for. But not just who we vote for, but what we tell them. That's right. I said tell, not ask. I didn't say want or desire. Dr. King was an active voice. What we tell them that we want them to do for us. And then when we exercise that hard fought and hard won battle for us to have the right to vote unimpeded by poll taxes, and some people might say the clock is turning back on that too, and that's only if you don't get involved. I met two gentlemen last night, young brothers, well, do it well, but they weren't registered to vote. Well, let me tell you, you cannot win the game on the sidelines unless you're the coach, and there's only room for one coach. So you have to be in the game. You have to play. You have to be after the ball or running with the ball. So active voice today. That's the discussion that we're going to have. Well, Angela, how are you doing? Hey, I'm still on the mend, but I'm happy to be back to the platform and back at the gathering. Uh, what, <laughs> what, what a gathering yesterday, Rodney. Wow. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm still drinking ice water. <laughs> Absolutely. It was a great day. I'm glad to be back, and I'm looking forward to the conversation with Senator Turner. It was wonderful to meet her and her wonderful husband yesterday and break bread with them and uh, hear uh, her encouraging words about the gathering because – you know, we do this every week, and, you know, I'm happy that not just, you know, members of, of our community appreciate it, but someone uh, from the Midwest, you know, I'm a Midwesterner, you're from Michigan or, or uh, Ohio, there's a kind of, we're, we're all neighbors, Ohio, Michigan, and, and Illinois, we all cousins, <laughs> cousin states, and um, so it's just nice to be encouraged. Uh, from her and her her husband yesterday about you know our our commitment to Sam's vision for this community to gather and uh, get to know one another and share information and share ideas. Well, I was thinking that I believe it's Julianne Malvo that did a piece on encouraging people in general and of course specifically black people, I believe that the piece actually may have addressed black people, to gather together in their community, uh, get to know one another, find out what your issues are, find out what you have in common, and maybe find out what your differences are too, but put the focus on what you have in common. And set aside those differences, focus on what you have in common, and then get a win on the board, get a check mark, mission complete, mission accomplished. And then move on to the next thing. And Sam's vision was for us to come and get meat, break bread, you know, because your hands are busy. You can't talk for so much with your mouth full, but you can talk. 
and get to know each other first. Find out what your strengths and weaknesses are. Find out that you even feel comfortable with that person. Establish bonds of trust. And Sam had cautioned us that, unfortunately, the bonds of trust in our community weren't as strong as they have been and that they really could be and should be. And he says, once you've done that, then do something. Do something. And what Sister Turner was talking about was the power that we have to do something major and that this is the time. There's always no time like the present. As many of you know, we're on 30 minutes early today. Normally we come on at 12.30 p.m. But today, because we had an opportunity to spend considerable time with this wonderful young lady, and she's going to share some things with us, share some things with you. And if any of you would like to call in, uh, you can do so by dialing area code 347 and press option 1 on your keypad. That way that will notify the switchboard operator, which is me today, (laughs) that (laughs) someone wants to talk. And uh, we'll try to bring you in as soon as possible. I see you you on the boards now. If you can, uh, just give us a a couple more minutes because I, um, well, I handled a Today our show is going to end at 1 o'clock, and this is 1 o'clock. Yes. So, uh, uh, we have uh, some other things going on, and, and the senator has some. So, Angela, if, do, do you have anything else that you want to jump in, drop in before we jump in? Um, I do want to uh, drop in that this is the last show of February, I mean of January, and February is coming up. We have the caucus coming up. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. But uh, I just want to, you know, start as early as possible to encourage everyone here in the community to get out and caucus. I don't care who your candidate is, you know, who, who, your, who your selected candidate is, but I do think it's important that uh, Nevada show up and show out uh, for this caucus on the 20th. And, of course, everyone wants us to vote for their candidate. And if you're affiliated with party, with your party, and, you know, that's, I understand. But for me, the most important thing is to get educated on the process and then mm-hmm. exercise that hard, hard fought for right to vote. That is how you speak to the establishment. That's how you speak to the politicians. That's how we get things done. You have to participate. If you are not registered to vote, it is not too late. Please go out and register. The caucus and here in Nevada is February 20th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And there are tons of trainings going on um, every weekend leading up to the caucus to get you uh, ready and prepared to caucus and, you know, know what the process is and, and, and know how to proceed once you're there participating in the caucus. It is a unique experience that we have uh, here in the, you know, it's a unique opportunity we have here in Nevada. It's a very, I'm, I'm from Illinois. This was a new experience when I, when I got here <laughs> and, uh, got involved and, in, you know, participated in the caucus process here in Nevada. So I uh, just want to start early, like I said, encouraging folks to, you know, get ready to caucus. 
And, and in the words of Michael Buffer in the boxing arena, let's get ready to caucus. And before we, <laughs> you got but it. Before we caucus, you got to You have to know who to vote for. And we're trying to get all as many candidates as we can, and their surrogates and people in general come on to the show and talk to you so that you can make an informed decision. It is important that you exercise the right to vote, but it's even better when you make an informed decision. And the way you do that is by getting to know the candidates. They're having, they're the candidates are coming here. Uh, when they're not here, people who are affiliated, associated, are supporters, they're coming here to this state to talk, and we want to get all of them on the show so that they can share why they're supporting this one or that one, what some of the issues are that they see. But on the flip side of it, it's very important for you to tell them what you want to see, what you want to hear. Not just what you want to hear, but what you need done. That is critically important. Tell them what it is you want them to do for you. All too often we talk about our politicians as just politicians, our candidates as just politicians. Well, there's a very important word that we sometimes leave out, and it's a phrase. They are public servants, meaning they are there to serve the needs of the people, which is you, which is us. Well, Angela, without any further ado, it is, the, oh, everybody, do you have your water? Did you put ice in it? Or maybe you got some little sweet tea? Others, especially from the East Coast, down south, you get your you get your red Kool-Aid. Remember, red is a flavor. You, you, you got it? You got your ice? Okay. Ready uh, to roll. Because, uh, we're about to, it's about to get a little warm. Matter of fact, downright hot because somebody is bringing the fire. Without any further ado, Ohio State Senator Nina Turner, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Angela and Rodney. It is such a pleasure to be with you. You two are just too much. I mean, you guys are bringing the thunder well before you called me in. Called me in, but I, I do appreciate everything you both were saying about encouraging folks in Nevada to go and caucus, no matter who they want to vote for. They got to be in this game to play it, and so they got to get out there and caucus and fight for the candidate of their choice. Absolutely. Welcome to the platform, Senator. We're so honored to have you here as we were yesterday to to break bread with you at the gathering. And um so let's get into it. We really enjoyed you and welcome to the welcome to Las Vegas. Thank you. I enjoyed you all too and T C Rib Crib the absolute best. So I wanna give a shout out if anybody is in Las Vegas, Nevada, don't leave this place unless you go to T C Rib Crib. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a great family business, and the food is fantastic. Voted as one of the best places to to eat here in Las Vegas. So we, you know, we appreciate you uh, giving them a shout out. Amen. I would like to uh, open the floor to you to uh, make your remarks first, and then we'll get into some some Q and A. Well, thank you so much, Angela. And I am here in the great state of Nevada pushing for Senator Bernie Sanders. He is the candidate of my choice, the person that I believe will take this country to the next level. He has a heart for the people. I like to say that he has heart-soul agreement, which is so important for those that we elect to serve us 
on all levels of government to have that heart-soul agreement, that fight for the people, regardless of circumstances in this nation. And when Senator Sanders talks about raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour, or he talks about a universal health care as a right in this great nation that nobody in the United States of America should, should be without health care, when he talks about the four violences against black and brown folks in this nation and how he's going to work very hard as the next president of the United States of America to eradicate institutional racism, that we can't play around with this, that this system, this condition in America is not just a black folks problem or a a Hispanic folks problem or any other people of color. It is an American problem that together we can change it and turn it around. When he talks about getting how the system is rigged and people who have more money have more voice, and how he wants to change that. And you know what, Rodney and Angela, he's also personifying that gospel that he preaches because he has not taken any money. He does not have a super PAC. So all the mm-hmm. money that he has raised to date has come from everyday people like us. The average donation is $27 an hour so that when he wins elections, he'll have nobody else to answer to but the American people. That is the kind of leader that you want uh, to lead this nation. So I am on fire. I am feeling the burn. I think it is time for a change. Mm -hmm. And in 1963, when Dr. King talked about a social revolution that we needed in this country, he reflected on the fact that folks in the status quo told him to be gradual. They told him to wait. They told him it was too hard. But he said, wait almost always means never. So we got to stop asking working class folks and middle class folks to wait. We got to make America, as Congresswoman Barbara Jordan once said, we got to make America uh, what what it is for all people, and I'm paraphrasing what the congresswoman said, and so that is what Senator Bernie Sanders uh, believes in. She said what the people want is simple. They want an America as good as it's promised, and that is really what he is fighting for, and that's why I support him. Outstanding. Uh, Senate, Senator Turner, I, w- I would like to hear your thoughts or um, just talk to the people about the importance of the female, the African American female vote, we brought it in 08. We brought it in 2012. Can you speak to how we can maximize our voting block power as African Absolutely, women? Angela. Absolutely, and I'm brought that up. Our vote, the African American woman vote in 2012. African American women were the largest voting block in the entire United States of America, voting 9 million strong. And when, when, when black women vote, we bring our communities and our families with us, the leadership that we bring. And voting helps us transform our communities. And I know some people are very frustrated with politics and business as usual, and that is another reason why I'm back in Senator Sanders, because he knows that that frustration is there. But we cannot abdicate our responsibility as mamas, as sisters, as as mentors uh, in this nation, uh, we got to get out there to vote. And so the black woman vote is vitally important, not just in this presidential election. Our voting power is important every single election cycle. And so we got to get out there and make our needs and our wants known. We cannot let anybody or any party take us for granted. I don't believe that anybody owns O-W-N, the black vote. They have to earn E-A-R-N, our vote. And that starts with the black women in this community. Absolutely. How do you propose we strategically 
as a voting block, um, have the candidates do just that because nine million strong, and we don't always get the attention for that fact in mainstream media. What can we do as African American women to kind of turn the tide in the talking points uh, towards our our needs, our family needs, our community needs? What do you see? Is uh, uh, instrumental in that. Yeah, and that is so true. And I want to take a quote from uh, Brother Frederick Douglass when he said, "Power concedes nothing without a struggle. It never has, and it never will." So mm-hmm. we, as a voting block, have to continue to leverage that power. We have to leverage it, though, every single election year. That there is a person or an issue on the ballot everywhere in this country every year. We can't nation build every four years. We can't think we can vote in the most magnificent president ever, but that president cannot do it alone. They need teams of folks on all levels of government. And so that means judges. It means school board members. It means city council members. It means mayors. It's everybody in that spectrum. We need activists, and we have to push back. In terms of what black women can do, I want to give a shout-out to an organization called Higher Heights for America. I want to encourage your listeners to go to that website, higherheightsforamerica.org. And there are two sisters out of New York that formed this organization to really work for, push for, and support African-American women who are running for office. Not ashamed to push for African-American women who are running for office on all levels of government. And actually, Mm -hmm. they did a report with Rutgers University that talks about the voting power, the political power, should I say, of African-American women across the country. So that's one great place to start. And, you know, we can start at our kitchen tables, Angela, in our beauty shops and our barbershops talking about the power of the African-American woman vote, use organizations like... Uh, the national, uh, the NAACP, the Urban League, other local organizations that's close to home, the black church, um, our mosque, wherever we gather, talk about the gathering place, right, wherever wherever (laughs) we gather, we should be talking about our political prowess and we should use that prowess for the betterment and uplift of our community. And that means we got to be in it to win it, not just voting, but making sure we keep a scorecard of the folks who we do elect to office and make sure that they are upholding to the promises that they made to you, the things that you care about, your children being educated, living in safe neighborhoods, making sure you can make a living wage so that you can support your family and live a good life and take a vacation every now and then and be able to buy a new car every now and then. That's not too much to ask for. And so black women just have to gather where we are and form alliances with one another. But once we let folks, we have to hold them accountable. And if they are not if they're not doing what our community needs, then we go back to that ballot box and make sure that they do not, that they are not reelected. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I would like uh, to shift the conversation a little bit to who? Where do we want to go from here? <laughs> Talk to us. Talk to us a little so bit. So many places um, that we can go to. There's so many things that, that we can hit. And when you talk about holding people accountable, I remember when President Obama, then Senator Obama, was running and, and was locking up the the, the um, presidency. And he sort of he asked us and to a certain extent warned us that once he's elected, that he might be in a bubble 
and that he needed us, the people who voted for him, and even the people who didn't, to constantly stay engaged, to stay in touch, mm-hmm. and to a certain extent to hold him accountable. Do you think that the American people in general and African-American people specifically uh, upheld their end of the bargain and did what he asked of us? You know, in some in some pockets we we have, and others we have not, because it's easy to get emotionally caught up in the glamour and the glitz of the presidency. But along the way, we kind of lose our steam, and that's not just African American folks; it is just really how the electorate works. And so, we have to do a better job of holding every single elected official accountable. That means getting engaged beyond the ballot box. And that really is the beauty of what Senator Sanders is pushing because he's talking about a political revolution of us, not I. And really what he's hoping that that revolution will do is to stay engaged every single year, holding elected officials accountable. Let's have the dialogue. Let's agree without being disagreeable. But it is through that tension of ideas that things change. And we cannot allow any group to be taken for granted, to be taken advantage of, or to be left out. And, Angela, to your point about oftentimes mainstream media does not recognize the power, the prowess, and the premise of African-American women. But, again, that is up to us to make sure that we tell our story and that we continue to push even when the system tries to ignore us. So, Rodney, the quick answer is that, no, we did not as a group continue to hold um, our president accountable or continue to hold the system of politics accountable in, in, in its totality. That is a never-ending job. Well, it, it is unfortunate because he did ask us, and I can see where that need does reside. And for those who say that Congress isn't doing this or that or the president could have done more, sometimes I, I want to ask them, what did you do? And did you stay engaged right. with all of those who are there to represent us? Because it, it is a two-way street. Yes, they represent That's us, right. but we have to inform them of what we want them and how we want them to represent us. We have a few people uh, in the queue, so I want to bring on a, bring in uh, some callers. a caller real quick. And uh, we actually have uh, Pamela uh, right here, I believe, in Las Vegas. And uh, I believe you guys may share something uh, or have something in common. Welcome to the show, Pamela. Welcome Thanks. to the show, Pamela. Thank you for calling. Thank you. It's Tamala, like Tamala Man. Tamala. Oh, hi. Tamala. Hi. Thank hi. you. Hi, Nina. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, Tamala. Hi, Nina, my soror. <laughs> Listen, um, one of the things that I want to mention is that I have been a Democrat here in Las Vegas for the last eight years. I have been a delegate for the last eight years. And what I, I'm black. And what I have ran into with the Democratic Party and the Central Committee is that they have an issue with exclusion. They have an issue with diversity. So, uh, Senator Turner, I would like to ask you, how do I address that when it's only like a handful of us African Americans and most of the people have left the Democratic Party? Well, thank you, Soror, for that very profound question. And it's not just here in Las Vegas. That is happening all across the country. And we got to have a coming to Jesus meeting, as we like to say in the, in the black church, 
um, with the Democratic Party in this nation about making sure that our voices are heard. And it's unfortunate to have you say that about what's happening in Las Vegas, but you are not alone. I hear that story all across the country. But, again, I want to go back to us having a gathering of sisters and other people of like minds coming together, participating in the democratic process, making sure that we run for those precinct offices, those um, community-level offices, having people come and make their voices heard within the Democratic Party. Because I'm going to tell you something, African-American folks are the strongest, or let me just say that African-Americans are the most loyal voting bloc that the Democratic Party has. And so it is time out for Democrats just coming to get us when it's time to vote. We want to be at the table when decisions are made. And, again, I go back to what Brother Frederick Douglass said, power conceives nothing without a struggle, never has and it never will. So we have to get in it, and I applaud you for having the courage to talk about this, but you got to get some other like-minded folks with you because you can't do it by yourself and fight for that positioning in the Democratic Party. We shouldn't have to fight, but we do have to fight, and I'm telling you that from experience. So even though I'm a Democrat, I'm a Democrat because of the values I will tell the truth and take it to anybody when it comes to the uplift of people. So, Sister Tamala Soror, do not get weary and well-doing, but form some coalitions and make the change. Okay, thank you very much. And, and uh, you're speaking Sister from Tamala. a seat of power also. You know, um, our sororities and fraternities are have long been some of our most powerful um, platforms. That that we have always spoke from um, in this country. So you got the base of power right there with you, being a part of uh, the other thing. The other thing that I wanted to share as well is that I did run for office uh, for precinct captain, and it was almost like the whole situation was rigged up with me and my friend, who had been the third vice president, who was dethroned from that. And this is the reason why I have. Concerned about okay, where do I go? Who do I see? Who do I network with to do just what the senator is saying that must be done? Well, and I that like is, to, I, w- I would like to personally invite you out to the gathering because everyone comes to the table. Every, okay. um, every, everybody comes to the table. So please, uh, I'm extending a personal invite to come out to the gathering. We meet at Nevada Partners every Friday from 12 until uh, the doors close. And then after that, most weeks, we meet in our alternate office, the hallway, uh, until we decide to leave. So (laughs) uh, please join us one Friday, and let's start there. Okay. The last thing I wanted to share, and we're talking about uh, African-American women, I have an article that I received out of, or I read an article in the AmericanProgressive.org, and what it's talking about is women of color is becoming a growing force in America in our electorate, in the electorate. So I'd like to share that with you when I meet you, Angela. Absolutely. I look forward to it, Sister Tamala. Thank you so uh, much for calling into the show. We appreciate thank it. You. Yeah, thank, thank you, Sora. Thank you. You're welcome, Sora, and thank you. Mm, all right. Well, I, I, uh, Senator, I didn't know you were in the Greek family. <laughs> I am a Sigma Gamma Rho, very proud to be with my sisters in the Divine Nine. And I really appreciate what Angela had to say about the power 
of the Divine Nine, and I would, you know, if collectively all of us got together, you know, to push for that change, it can happen. But, you know, it really is unfortunate to hear what Tamala had to say and the fact that we have to admit that things like this is ha- are happening all across the country. But I want Sister Tamala to be of good cheer and everybody else that feels as though they've, they've been locked, they have been locked out of the system that together we can force and push the change and that everybody's voice matters, even when certain people in the room uh, don't make people feel welcome. You know, titles are good, but purpose is better. And we need wow. more people who care more about their purpose than their title. And that's in everything we do. Everything. That's absolutely true. Wow. Ronnie, do we have another caller? Are we doing uh, before another we caller go to this? another caller, I, um, you know, Senator Turner, you kind of, for me, uh, being in Las Vegas and not being from the Midwest, uh, in the last couple of election cycles, you kind of burst onto the scene. And I think the first time I may have seen you might have been on the Ed Schultz show on MSNBC. Hmm. Yeah. And you spoke with such, well, just, I mean, you spoke with such fervor that you really believed it and, you know, had me want, like, who, who is this woman and, and what's going on there? <laughs> how, does, how does she get to be who she is? So I, I would like for you to take a moment to give us a little background on you, um, you know, where you're from. You know, Sam used to always ask us, what's your name, where you're from, or where your people from? Where your people from? So, <laughs> where your people from? Where your hell from? Huh? Yeah. Well, thank you for that, Brother Rodney. I still am from Cleveland, Ohio, as you and Angela mentioned. I'm God, you know, how I got over, my soul looks back and wonders how I got over, and I carry that with me everywhere that I go. Mm-hmm. I believe that I am in the elected ministry or the political sphere of ministry, and that when people run for office or we serve in the public sector, that we are there ministering to the people, using the power of government to do so. And so I really have very low tolerance for folks who care more about their next election or their positioning when they are serving in the public sector than they care about the next generation. If you're not willing to put something on the line, you need not be elected or be in the public sector. And so for me, being the oldest of seven children, having my mother die at the young age of 42 years old with her dreams deferred on the system of welfare, no life insurance policy, no money in the bank, that informed me that, I have an obligation to try my best to be the best human being that I can, but to strive for higher and better for my mother's memory because mothers like her and fathers like her and poor folks like her are often written off. So although my mother never lived to see her oldest daughter become a first-generation college graduate or be elected to all types of offices to run for statewide office and now on the national scene being a national surrogate for someone who very well could be the next president of these United States of America, every step and move that I've made, I've made it in my mama's memory, and that is why I stand up for the working poor and the barely middle class with a righteous indignation like my life depended on it 
because I know that my mother is in heaven saying, you go, girl. And and that is another reason yeah. why, you know, and I really, that brother, that brother Sam Smith knew that the telling of stories is empowering because everybody has a story to tell. We can't have a testimony without a test, and we all are tested. And that is why I do believe that we are our sisters and our brother's keepers. And that is what is so compelling to me about Senator Bernie Sanders and his message to stand up boldly and say, poor folks, working class folks in this country deserve a living wage, that everybody in this country deserves to have universal health care, and that every child in this country deserves to know from the youngest age on that they will be able to go to college debt-free. For me, being a first-generation college graduate, that means a lot. But I'm going to tell you something. I, I know from experience the power of education to change the trajectory of one's life. But what was most, most important to me is not so much that I was able to graduate, but when my son walked across that stage, I knew that the cycle had been broken. I want that for every mama, father, grandma, aunt, uncle, play cousin in this country to know that you will have the opportunity to live out your greatest greatness, whether you want to go to college, you want to go to the trade schools, you want to go to the military, whatever you want to do, but that you have people in spaces and places of power that understand that they are wielding the power of the people, and they need to wield that power in such a way that it gives opportunities for everybody to live not decent but good, because decent don't get folks up in the morning. Good and great does. Absolutely. So that's it, Rodney and Angela, in the nutshell. That was my quick version of how I got over my soul, looking back and wondering how a sister got over. <laughs> well, I, I want to do a quick station ID. You're listening to Our Own Voices Live. Our applause. Thanks for that applause, Rodney. That was super cool. Nina, let me do a, a, a quick. Station ID, you're listening to Our Own Voices Live. I'm your co-host, Angela Thomas, and today we have the prolific Senator <laughs> Nina Turner here on the, on the platform with us today, and we are so appreciative of it. If you would like to call in and join the conversation, please do so at 347-826-9600. I know I'm forgetting some more, but that's where we're at right now. <laughs> Well, we do have uh, some more callers on the line. Uh, I see you there. I'm trying to bring you everybody on as, as best as I can. We have about 20 more minutes uh, with the senator. Uh, we're going to bring on uh, Monica from, I believe it's uh, Michigan. I want to say Ann Arbor. But she can uh, tell us exactly where she's from. She has a question and a comment. Welcome to the show, Monica. Welcome to well, the show, you. Monica. Thank you. Thanks Thank you. Calling. Yes, and it is it is in Arbor. Thank you very much. Uh, also, <laughs> uh, very nice to talk to you, State Senator Nina Turner, um, basically from the state to the south of us, um, Ohio State, but that's okay, <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> Go through. <laughs> I, I had to fill that dig in there. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> well, first of all, it's an honor to talk to you, but uh, second of all, um, I had a question and then also comment. So my question is, um, obviously, you made a decision to uh, move uh, either support from Hillary Clinton to Bernie Sanders. I know you probably have many reasons why. Actually, I'm supporting Bernie also, but I wanted to ask you what made you make that decision? Well, you know, when I juxtapose what he is fighting for 
with my life story that I gave a quick version of, there was no doubt mm-hmm. in my heart that he was the servant leader, you know, of our time. But I will tell you, and I have no um, regrets, you know, of helping another fellow Democrat. I volunteered. I did that. And um, I, I was just making up my mind and, and doing a good work along the way. So I'm not anti-anybody, but I am pro-Senator uh, Bernie Sanders. But it really was my husband that said to me, baby, I think you need to give Senator Sanders a look and really listen to what he's saying. He is your kind of public servant. He is fighting for all the things that you fight for on the state level or the local level. Um, he is speaking your language. And when I did that and I got away from what people may have wanted me to do, and I started to really pull back the layers and listen to what he was fighting for and his story of really being um, that kind of conscious person uh, most of his life, starting in his 20s, I I just said to myself, this is the direction that I need to go in. And so it is just really as as simple as that. He has heart-soul agreement, and that is what attracted me to him, and that is why I am supporting him. Thank you. Thank you. And then um, as for a comment, as I say, I am supporting uh, Senator Sanders here in Michigan. Um, And my comment is, especially about Michigan, I wanted to, you know, make sure that you know and also let the senator know we appreciated his comments in regards to infrastructure and the lack thereof and the lack of basically grading our infrastructure, especially as it relates to the Flint water crisis. I have Mm -hmm. relatives in Flint. Um, you know, people in that city are seriously suffering. And the things that uh, Senator Sanders has been talking about for years is now coming back to bear fruit when, we look, when we're looking at a city that, you know, 100,000 people, uh, mostly African-American, 56%, that have been lead poisoned and also subject to other chemicals inside of their water uh, due to mismanagement, uh, uh, really questionable decisions on our state government, and they continue to go on as in not changing or looking for real plans to change the infrastructure in that community. Thank you for your comments, Monica. Thank you. You're so right. Uh, we we are going to talk a little mm-hmm. bit about the, the, the Flint crisis and what that reflects for the African American community uh a little bit more in in uh, before we end this conversation today with with Senator Turner so thank you so much for your call and your comments. Yes. Thank you. And if I could just continue to listen in on the phone I would greatly appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. Rodney, I know we got some more callers. I want to try and get to as many as we possibly can. Good afternoon. Uh, We do have uh, Garrett on the line from Las Vegas. Welcome to Our Own Voices Live, Garrett. Welcome, Garrett. Thanks so much for calling in. Good afternoon. First off, uh, Senator, good afternoon, Rodney, Angela. Thank God you guys are on the air and thank God you're here. That's the first thing I want to say. Secondly, I want to say, secondly, I want to say, my name is Garrett LaDuff. I am an assembly candidate for Assembly District 2. I've been a lifelong Democrat. What the previous caller, Kamala, said was absolutely true. I concur, concur completely. We have some issues at our local and state party with African Americans and minorities. What she is saying is absolutely true. I'm a candidate, and I'm not even allowed uh, candidate uh, as a candidate or a Democrat 
at the county or state level. Unbelievable the way we are treated. Secondly, Senator, I want to congratulate you on your courage backing Senator Sanders. You stand alone uh, with this as far as I'm concerned. You're not going with the status quo. I appreciate that. It shows great courage, and I applaud you for that. Thank I'd also you. like Thank to you. say, I'd also like to say that I have not declared who I'm backing because I'm going to back and I'm going to caucus, which is the process here in Nevada. I believe in the process, and I'm going to follow the process. I'm mm-hmm. going to go with what the people want because I represent and work for the people. I'd just like to say thank you to everyone here, and please, please caucus. Please show up. We have to be part of this process. The African-American vote has always, always determined and been a factor in the process of electing a president. Do not believe, do not believe we are not going to do that this time. We always have. We always will. We are not. We are not second-class citizens. No more. Good afternoon. Thank you once again. Continue to fight. Continue to show up. And I'm proud to be an African-American. You guys have a wonderful day. Thanks so much, Kara, for your comments and your call. Wow, I like that. Brother said he is proud to be an African-American and obviously... Uh, proud to speak up for the things that that he believes in. Um, Senator Turner, I I want you to take some time to once again share the power of the African-American vote, uh, how important it is that even even though we know that African-Americans tend to have a higher voter turnout, we also know that African-American women are like a voting machine almost. If you could just mm-hmm. share a little bit about the importance of that and the issue uh, for our listeners. Thank you so much, Rodney. And to both Garrett and Monica, I really appreciate all that they had to say. And to to you, uh, Rodney and Angela, I just want to thank you for giving the, the citizens of this country, because this is a national show an opportunity and a platform to come in to come on and voice their opinions and just really pour out their heart this is another type of gathering here and it's just something about that gathering mentality that you both have um, to give people voice in terms of african-american and women again we sometimes don't even understand our power and how important our power is to moving Mm -hmm. i like to say that fierce women shake s-h-a-k-e the world Fierce women shake the world, and black women are fierce, and we need to continue to shake this world as we always have, that this nation owes a great debt of gratitude. As we're coming up on Black History Month, we just, uh, for for all of us, Black History Month starts from Martin Luther King Jr. Day all the way through the end of February, or as Tom Jordan likes to say, 365 black. But, however, you know, just as we're more reflective during this time of the year, and I just, you know, African-American history is America's history, and this country owes a great debt of gratitude to its chocolate citizens 
who built this country and continue to push in this country, but particularly to African-American women who carry it all. I want to thank my sisters and never doubt your power. And so to exercise that power, not only in our households, you know, the hand that rocks the cradle uh, rules the world, not just in our households, but in our communities, in our CEO offices, in our in our uh, training grounds, in our classrooms, whatever the profession is, black women have the power to change the dynamic of that thing. But in the electoral space, the numbers are there, 9 million strong in 2012. And I'm hoping that we will come out that strong during this presidential election and make our voices heard and our mandates heard about the type of person we want to lead us as the next president of the United States of America, and that we continue that push. Again, every single year there is an election, there is somebody or some issue on the ballot, and if we want a strong nation, we can't do that every four years. We can't nation build every four years. we got to be in it every single election cycle. And when black women move, the world moves. We bring our entire family and our communities with us. And so I just want to encourage my sisters to not get weary and well-doing. And if they don't like the choices that they have in terms of candidates, run. Angela, we got to get our sisters out there to run. Do you know that there are only two African-American women elected to statewide office in the entire United States of America, and there's not one sister in the U.S. Senate? There has not been a black woman in the Senate since Senator Carol Mosley Braun from Illinois. She was the first and she was the last. The so last. we got to do something about that. We can do it. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. If there's any community that can do it, it's African-American women. I, I have uh, a question. Can you speak to maybe two, three, four, five, ten thousand 10,000 uh, talking points that you would like <laughs> African-American women to pay particular attention to in this uh, election cycle? Oh, thank you, Sister Angela. What a perfect way for me to conclude as you and Rodney carry carry on um, the show. But just pay attention to, you know, Scripture says you will know the tree by the fruit that it bears. And so I want you to look Mm -hmm. at these candidates from a deep way, not just what folks expect us to do, but what is it that you want? What are your dreams and what are your hopes? And if you have a candidate that is talking about uh, income inequality and has a plan to do something about it, not gradually, but to do something about it right now, Dr. Mm -hmm. King said right now, right now. Um, the urgency of now, absolutely. Say, that the fierce urgency of now, what the candidate has to say about, you know, family medical leave, what the what that person has to say about institutional racism, what they have to say about universal health care in this country, and how and what and whether or not the person is a visionary. Because anybody can do what is easy to do. When you look at leaders, you want somebody that is willing to do what is hard to do. And, again, this country wouldn't be the great country that it is if we didn't take risks and fight against the status quo. The 13 colonies, had they sat back and only listened to King George, we wouldn't be the United States of America. If black folks paid attention to the status quo, our ancestors would not have been able to be free enough for us to be on your radio show talking about how we need to make change in this country. So look for the candidate that has that heart-soul agreement. Women wouldn't have the right to vote in this country. Our gay, lesbian brothers and sisters would not have their rights in this country. We wouldn't have the 40-hour work week if we only paid attention to the status quo or vacations in this country. So anything that is worth doing, many times it is hard. But I want my sisters and my brothers 
of all ethnicities to pay attention to the candidate that has the heart-soul agreement and what they're fighting for is in line with what you need and what you believe to lift folks in this country. Well, Rodney, I want you to have the closing question, and I just want to make this one point. Um, As we watch the Iowa, the folks in Iowa, do what they do, mm-hmm. and we yeah. we stop burning, bringing you know coming in as as an underdog, and look at now polling point. I think the 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 the, the most was three points. Uh, they're neck yeah. and neck, and this election is going to come down to those you know very last votes. So whomever your candidate may be, uh, get out there. And speak up with 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 your talking points as well as your your voting power, uh, because it's, it's going to be key and crucial to making the difference that you want to see. Amen. Uh, yes, it will. And, and Senator, I had a chance to speak with um, Senator Bernie Sanders, and there was a question that we have here in Las Vegas that we we have our own black agenda, and I would encourage people everywhere to come up with your own agenda. Matter of fact, maybe we can compare notes and share and maybe you thought of something that I did and vice versa. But one of the the key things on that is I asked the senator if he would support the integration and incorporation of African American slash African history and culture uh, to be a part of all curriculum pre-K through 12 and all publicly funded colleges, universities, and schools of higher learning. And I have to admit to my surprise, but pleasant surprise, the senator agreed with it and said that he would support it. And I thought it was important to ask that question because a lot of the ills of this country are taught to our children in school uh, through omission. Uh, African Americans are diminished, and it shows that we have contributed nothing to society that doesn't even really suggest that we built this country, or that the pyramids are Egyptian and in Egypt it's African. Uh, can you share with us a little bit about how important that is, and you know that the Senate is the only candidate thus far that's willing to support something like that? And that's the kind of man that he is, Rodney. And, uh, you know, African-American history is America's history. We are the nation that we are because of the blood, sweat, tears, and struggle of a, of a people. I think it was Zora Neale Hurston who said, whose skin has been kissed by the sun. But we really are all in this together. All of us are in this together. And so African-American history is America's history, and we will we are a stronger nation if we do understand each other's history. And for too long, African-Americans have been made to feel as though their history is not important as if they had not contributed anything to this country, and nothing can be further from the truth. So I definitely salute Senator Bernie Sanders, Rodney, and for you having the uh, courage to ask such a question and for him uh, giving that response, because the more that people know about African-American history, it just completes the whole of who we are as Americans. Wow. Well, amen to that. We had some chucks up in here today. I-, I told you all to make sure you had your, your ice water, not just water, but your ice water and ice in your red Kool-Aid because uh, 
<laughs> Ohio State Senator Nina Turner was bringing the fire. And I hope you all feel the burn. Uh, please go to Our Own Voices Live on Facebook and let us know what you thought about today's show. If you have any further questions or comments, uh, please send them there because the senator has other places to go. I believe she has a, uh, uh, a summit that she's going to be speaking at in a couple of hours. Uh, for those folks out there, there's a lot of things going on in Las Vegas. There is a uh, actually a youth summit that's going on right now. There's another activity. Uh, folks on our community that's going on at the first AME uh, church, that would be Reverend Rav Williams. So there's a lot of things. The senator's in town going from place to place. I hope that there's, the schedule is posted so as many people that can get into those places or if they're invited, they'll know where to go and to get in. Um, Senator, did you have any closing remarks for Angela and I as well as our listeners? Well, I just want to thank you and Sister Angela so much for your passion for the people. And I want folks to be uplifted. I guess I'll close with a quote from Sister Helen Keller when she said, one must never consent to creep when one feels the urge to soar. And I hope all of your listeners and their families feel the urge to soar. And no matter what it looks like, when God's got you, he's got you. Keep the faith, keep pushing, and be strong. Mm. Well, there you have it, everyone. Uh, Ohio State Senator Nina Turner bringing the fire. Hopefully you all feel the burn. Uh, Stay engaged. If you got nothing else, stay engaged. Be involved and share what you hear with others. Sometimes even people who you might think disagree, well, maybe Mm -hmm. what you have to share with them might bring about agreement. Share it. Don't hold it to yourself. This is about, and think of it this way, it's not just about you. It is about the future of our children and the future of this country. Literally, we hold it in the palm of our hands when we go into that booth to caucus uh, as we go through this primary process as well as in the general election. Make sure that when it's time to go into the general election that it is your candidate of choice that you get to vote for. Uh, Once again, Ohio State Senator Nina Turner, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless. Thank you, Nina. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Be safe. Bye-bye. Be safe. Wow. Record better audio anywhere with Motive Digital Microphones from Shure. Easy-to-use options like the MV88 plug directly into your phone or computer and include a free app. Create studio-quality sound for podcasts, music, and videos. Visit Shure.com to learn more.